Welcome to the Start With Heart podcast, where we interviewed Becca Pogue on this recent episode. Becca is unique. She is one special individual, and uh, I've known her husband, actually, for about 20 years. And so when, when I saw that she was brought into his life, it, it was just when I met her, amazing. And uh, she wrote a book called Choosing Real, which she'll talk about in the interview. Uh, but this whole idea of choosing real and authenticity, being authentic, is so important. And it's actually being talked about a lot um, in our society now. People want the real thing. Uh, they want genuine heart at the table and that's something she does and you know in regards to authenticity I, I, I think how important that is and even in my own life and um, you know I, I mean let's be true to who we are and she's big on that and, and whether you know for laughter for example you know Brad you've known me for a little while and you know that I like to laugh and sometimes people hold back on their laugh have you ever noticed that? Like, maybe they're an exhaust laugh person, like, <laughs> one of those, right? But but they kind of, like, hold it in, like, mm. you know, they, they need to really let it out is what they need to do. But anyway, that's just one example. I mean, we could talk about snort laughs and high-pitched giggle laughs and those things, and that's a part of being real. Like, when you let out that gut laughter, you're being authentic. Is that a word? I just made it up. I made it up. That's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but being authentic. That's what I was looking for. Anyway, have patience with me because I want to be real and vulnerable. And she talks a lot about that. So with that, I look forward to all that's ahead. Yes, I think that during this podcast, she gives some real tangible things that you can do and, you know, the things that we need to look at in our lives on what it means to be real and authentic. Um, and just some some ways that even if you're a mom or a business owner or a kid or whatever, you can really apply these things um, to what you're doing every day. And it really is that that place that she talks about where none nobody really wants to go sometimes because it might be a little ugly um, or it might be a little... Um, too uncomfortable, but she says those are the places and those are the bright spots at which, you know, you see your true self really come alive. And I think that you'll really enjoy, you know, her perspective, how she comes about it, you know, really where she looks at it and, you know, all about heart is, you know, being real and authentic. So I think that this really is applicable to what we're talking about and finding purpose. So we, we are so excited um, to bring you this podcast um, sponsored by The Collective Global. Start with our podcast uh, brought to you by the Collective Global. My name is Brad Stinson and my co host, Danny Williamson. What's up? We're so excited to bring you this podcast today uh, with Rebecca Pope, uh, who is a mother, wife, speaker, coach, author, and love that she chooses to scream, hug, then say hi in that order. Thank you, Rebecca, for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, our first question to get us started is is, uh, when we say start with heart, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Oh, I love that. Gosh, lead with, lead with what's happening right now inside. So kind of bring your full self, your true self to the table and stand in that and just be confident in that. Awesome. Great. Very good. Now, you would have wrote a book a little while ago um, called Choosing Real. Mm-hmm. I dove into a little bit. My wife's loving reading it. And, um, and I can say having gotten to know you a little bit, you definitely choose real. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's awesome. Uh, could you give us some backstory on that book of why you wrote it, what inspired that, like maybe a pain that drew it out? And just share with us a little bit. That'd be awesome. Sure. So I think the, the catalyst to choosing real was about five years ago, my dad died suddenly um, from a stroke, and I think it just shifted my world. Um, I grew up in the church, and so I sort of was seeing what, you know, this is what nice people do, and, you know, and this is where God is. But I, I was craving that bridging point between how is God real when there's suffering and when there's pain and when there's transition and when marriage is hard and when I'm screaming at my kids. Like, like, like the really honest, real parts of life, like, how is God in that? And so um, choosing real was really my own personal journey of, of really wanting to walk into life with my eyes open and my heart aware of, um, God, how are you real in when we move across the country? And how are you real when um, this relationship is really awkward? How are you real in, um, you know, all these little mundane moments of the, of the day? And so it kind of just brought this, like, deeper level of my faith. Um, so it kind of became this invitational way of looking at how I used to perform and try to feel like I needed to do all these things for God. And then it was this kind of this beautiful shift of perspective of, oh, he's the one that's pursuing me. Faith is personal. How is he real to me in these day-to-day moments? That's awesome. Awesome. Very cool. I have another question to ask you. Bring it. (laughs) Let's hear it. What are some common misunderstandings about this that you run into when you start speaking on choosing real or maybe people have a misconception mm-hmm. when you're saying that? What are some things you've run into? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think anytime we say the word real, the negative that can be associated with that is almost this permission slip to vomit all the things out onto people. Um, and I'm learning there's a really beautiful, vulnerable, tender way to lead with authenticity. And that usually has everything to do with listening first and speaking last. And so I think that the parts of real that I'm trying to embrace is, is this bringing a genuineness? Is there beauty to it? Is it, is it along the lines of pure and lovely and honest and true? Or is it, let me just tell you all the things, but I'm not going to lead you to a place of hope or healing. Um, there's a really fine line there. So um, I think if we're going to be real, it's always going to be in a heart of encouragement and truth and um, bringing people to hope. Mm, that's huge. That's yeah. huge. Because one thing to just vomit all your junk on yeah. people and then walk out the door right. and they're like, eh. right, right, right. Yeah, right. I get it. And those are things you should, you should need to kind of tuck close and, yeah. you know, stay for the therapist's office. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Do you have any, like, maybe tangible or maybe walkaways from our listeners? Like, how does that, how does that play out, like, in a conversation or even play out with any type of interaction with another? You know, you know, because it is very, um, I hear exactly what you're saying. Just like maybe some thoughts or some tools, or maybe something you can use. And it's like, mm-hmm. this is, this could work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, I immediately go to like the practical and then like the faith part of it. So I, I want to lead by being vulnerable and being authentic. And the only way I can, I can invite people into that space is if I'm choosing to live in that space. And so I really try to, come into every conversation and interaction knowing I'm going to stand in my truth. I'm not going to start a sentence starting with somebody else's name. I'm going to say, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm doing. Um, because that then offers other people permission to know, like, I have my own brokenness. I have my own suffering. I have my own story. And so do you. And so um, I try to always go from that perspective. And then I think in a faith way, I just love um, listening to people and, and kind of even asking those intentional questions of, 
where are you noticing God moving in your life? Where where are you seeing him real and tangible and personal? And sort of leaving people with some nuggets to chew on. Um, so that's sort of the practical part that I that I lead into. Awesome. Thank you. So a couple of questions we'd love to, we'd love to ask you know, every single guest is, is uh, what makes your heart beat the most? Oh, gosh. Brad, <laughs> this is such a good question. How long do we have? As long as you want. Okay, okay. Uh, Keep going. Okay, so people, I love opening our home to probably fringe people. Like, I don't have, I'm never one of those people, I'm like, this is my best friend. I'm like, who's the random person on the corner? How's my neighbor? Um, I, I want to always have eyes to see people, so I love just opening our home and saying, come, you have a safe space. Um, I want to offer um, people permission to just feel like they can come and talk about all the things and be known and loved in our home. Um, I love experiences. So anytime I'm in anywhere, I'm like, let's find the nearest bookstore, killer cocktails, good food, music, antiques, let's go off-road wildflower picking, um, I may be known to drive with a cup and scissors in my car because at any given time, I'm like, boys, there'd be wildflowers out there and mama needs to go picking. So <laughs> I just, I just love life. I love, I like, I want to just, I want to like gobble it up and eat it up. And, um, yeah. And then I, and I think the older I've gotten, I just want to listen to people. Um, Mitch Album is one of my favorite writers and he wrote Tuesdays with Maury about how he just loves to sit with people and, if I can offer anything, it's I want to offer the gift of listening because I'm confident that that is probably what is the most healing thing aside from grace um, for our souls. Mm-hmm. Listening is really hard, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Take, some, take some time to master and when to zip the lip and yep. just open the ears, right? Yeah. 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 Do you have any tips on that for people who are like, they say, well, I want to be a good mm-hmm. listener. Uh, maybe something that you would say, you know, start with this. Right, right. Yeah, I think I think the beauty of active listening is is almost a heart shift of coming into a space knowing I don't need to fix somebody, I don't need to solve their problems, I just need to offer them space to be heard. Um, and I think people know when they feel safe to do that. Like, okay, is she going to come to me and feel like um, I'm, I'm like, how vulnerable can I be? And so I even find myself like, if I'm going to like steer the conversation or if I'm trying to like offer overly offer encouragement even if my heart is pure sometimes I think saying nothing gives that other that person extra minute to say to like kind of dig into those places in a deeper space and then go there where you know before I think when I was younger I'm like that was great or I need to overly encourage or have you thought about this and people like we're, we're smart humans like we can usually figure out the truth that's already in us and and, and who, who we're supposed to be I think if we're just given space and permission to kind of go there mm-hmm. and have somebody sit with us in that, I, I think it's just such a gift we can offer. That's great. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that silence is so loud, right? Yeah. Because we're just not used to it because we're in this constant world of just talk, talk, talk. Yes. Text, text, text. Yes. Social media, social media. But yes. if we can go, just let the space breathe. Yes. Silence speak for itself and give them that space. And you right. know you're not going to talk. Right. Because you're giving that's what it's living. They can't handle it. And they're like, right. okay, here's more stuff. Yes. And then yes. here's more stuff. Yes. You know, you're like, like, keep going. Come on. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Cool. So good. It's All right. Good. So I'm going to flip the other side. Okay. What makes your heart break? Mm-hmm. When people are excluded. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, I don't know. I don't 
don't know what happened, but I when I saw people being excluded, like this protective advocate came out in me. I remember one time we were in third grade, and there was a group of girls, and there's always like the mean head girl. And she told this other kind of fringe person, like, you can't play with us. And I walked right up to her, and I was like, how real can we be normal? Okay, and I was like, I was like, I hope you die and go to hell. <laughs> I, literally, I was in third grade, and I literally told her this, because I was like, you do not. Who are you to, like, be the boss of this girl? So I had to go to the principal's office, where the, my elementary principal called my dad, who was the principal at the middle school. And he's like, um, I have your daughter in here. And he's like, I but you know what? He's like, I love that you like rallied and championed. So I think that I always have eyes for like the fringe and the underdog. And I want to help everybody like pull out what makes them feel alive. And so I think my heart breaks when people don't see the beauty of who they are inside. And I'm like, oh, like there's something so like beautiful and unique in each person. And so if some of those people are listening to us today, what would you say to this oh, fringe and excluded oh. world? that you so matter, that your story matters, your heartache matters. Um, I think it's easy for us to judge who we are worth by our circumstances. And so I, I would just, I would love to like cut their face and say who you are and what you're going through. Like nothing, none of this will not be wasted. Like your story matters. So I would just say stand confidently in who you are and keep going. Just take one step, like keep going on your path because it's beautiful. And often the ones who are pioneering a new path are the, the world changers. So it's the brave ones, but it's often those who are the fringe. Great. So uh, what uh, what difference do you want to make in this world? I want to offer permission and space for people to experience soul care and grace. Very good. That's it. That's I fine. feel that space oh, right oh, here at the oh, table. Oh, you feel it? Yeah, there, there's the space. <laughs> So next thing we're going to get into is we're going to show you some pictures because we oh. also do it out of some video, but then we also do it here. We're going to get your your, your reaction to them. Just okay, what, okay. what's that? And, and when we say this, it's not the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Because everybody's like, what's the first thing that comes yeah, to your mind? Yeah. It's what's the first thing that comes to your heart? Oh, gosh. So okay. mine is that. Let's go. And then there's space. There's space. And if you need the silence, that is fine. So mm-hmm. the first the, the, the first picture that we're showing you today is a picture of Fingerprint. Okay. So, as you think about that in mm-hmm. your life and that, what what is that identity? What what, what is it? What's the first thing that comes to your heart when you think about that or see that picture? The u- uniqueness that we all have, because there's no same, you know, fingerprint. Um, that fingerprint is an invitation to live out your unique purpose. The next, uh, the next picture that we're showing is, uh, mm. is a picture of a trail with uh, a beautiful sunset and mm-hmm. tall trees. So it's the first thing that comes to your heart on that one. Trust. I feel like um, the road kind of bends at the end, um, so you can't see where it's going. I feel like so much of that is my life right now. Like I'm not sure. I don't have the, I don't have the map. I'm continuing to to follow where I feel most alive and awake and stirred and um, 
I'm going where, where the light is shining upon me. And so that's trust. Awesome. Uh, the next picture that we're showing. Oh, is, yes. Uh, All the essays. Is, oh, my heart is so happy right now. She's very happy to show some wildflowers. <laughs> so we're very excited to, uh, to hear what's, okay. what comes I, to your I, heart on there. I just want a cup and some scissors to cut all of her face. <laughs> that, I mean, that, like, that makes my heart so happy. Because it's, mm, it's just, none of them are, are the same, and they're beautiful. So, yeah. And they change with the seasons. Mm-hmm. You're never going to see the, see the same um, field of wildflowers, mm. you know? Even in the day. That's great. Oh, my voice. Picture of Rebecca's voice. Okay, so. Which thing that comes to your heart? Those are my people. Those are my people. Um, That guy in the middle, we have been through everything. Um, We've been married almost 15 years. And um, we are on such a journey of continuing to step into what it looks like to love each other unconditionally and and find healing together. Tanner, my oldest, he is a life stroller. He, we tell him he should have been born in France because he takes three hours to eat like one bite. And we're like, come on, little one, you know? And one night, one day he was going to be three. And I said, bud, let's, I could find myself like, you know, let's, let's the do snap. this. Yeah, the snap, the, the, the like, oh gosh. And he goes, mom, I just want to taste my food. And I'm like, Yes, yes, we saw you do. I'm so sorry. Um, so he teaches me to slow down. And Ty just makes me want to pray on my knees every minute because he's me when I was little and he his passion whisking on. Yeah. So, you know, yes. pray. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very cool. Oh, stop. Oh, gosh. You guys did your homework, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, you yeah, totally yeah. did. Oh, the help. Okay, my. So my friend Carrie, this is her favorite. Um, this is her favorite movie. Um, there's a line at the end of the help. <laughs> you're laughing on you right now. I thought you were going to talk about the pie, but that's okay. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, that's such a good sign. <laughs> um, no, there's a line at the end of the help where she says, "Tell, tell, tell the truth." Yeah. And I, I don't know. We watched it this summer, and it like lit something in me. And I, I've been a little bit on fire since then. So I just think there's a lot of power in standing in my truth and our truth and walking in that space and taking responsibility for my story. And, you know, I started finding myself kind of like, well, when my husband does this or when my kids stop bickering, I just thought like, I can't wait for somebody else to move before I take steps toward, toward, you know, my life. So, I mean, that movie is just all things beautiful and real and honest. So it's all truth. Absolutely. It's wonderful. Wonderful. As we're yeah, isn't it? Thank you. Awesome. so in your opinion, what is the greatest threat and obstacle to quote unquote real living? Mm-hmm. Gosh, these are some good questions, guys. Um shame. Shame, hundred percent. Um when I started stepping out into this um, heartbeat to really live authentically after my dad died, um, I had to untangle a lot of what I had done earlier to learn how to cope and live. And so, so much of my younger life was living very much in performance mode, which some of it was genuine. I love people. I loved acting. I loved speaking. Um, but I, I found that I was finding my value in the responses from people. And that included good, and then that included some really hard negative responses when 
I would go to those deeper places and say, you know, if I wrote a blog about I'm angry, I had, you know, I had somebody that was um, at the time really influential in my life and in the writing journey in the world, and she said, you make everybody around you feel comfortable when you when you are honest about those things. Like you shouldn't talk about anger, you shouldn't talk about these things, and so. The lie I started to believe was, okay, Beck, just dim that. Just shut that down. Don't be honest because I don't want to make people uncomfortable. And I thought, now I'm so thankful that I've kind of climbed out of that shame hole because living honestly is, there is anger and I, and I, and there is situational depression and there is brokenness and there's pain. And, but what to go through that, there's healing on the other side. And if we don't talk about it, um, we keep it inside and that's toxic. So that it's probably another area I would look at somebody and say, like, if you're starting to live the shame monster and you're afraid to say the things that are hard or hurtful, um, don't. Don't keep it in. Like, and then you find your people that are safe to share those things with. So I get kind of sad. I'm not sure about that one. It's okay. There's space There's for space. that. Thank you. There we go. That's great. Right. Um, also, what would be your greatest fear? Oh. Um, I think my greatest fear would be um, wondering if I made a difference in somebody's life. Like if I were to, um, I know when we moved, sometimes I wonder, like, was I forgettable? Like, did I did I make an impact on people's lives? Um, and to not be able to touch somebody at, at their their deepest core, I think, would be. That would be like death for me. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want to when I'm with people, I want them to feel seen and loved. And if they're like, who? Like a who? I'd be like, oh. Right. So um, this kind of trickles off that, but so it's a wonderful life. Okay. Christmas movie. Okay. Okay. Tell me your emotion on that one. Um, I this is a truth. This is a safe space. There's space. You guys, I'm sorry. Okay. I ha- I'm going to chat. That's my challenge to you. Yeah. Okay. We're having a movie. We're having a movie. Yeah, totally. Okay. Totally. okay. Great. I'll talk great. to Brian right away. You're We're going to talk about I'll bring the dessert. <laughs> but it really goes into that. And and, and um, Jimmy Stewart, the guy who's acting yeah. hard, and he just, it, it, it got that moment where he, the whole tale of it all, but was him realizing the magnitude that mm-hmm. his life really made a difference. It, mm-hmm. it mattered. So the fact that your life matters and you are making impact everywhere you go, everywhere mm-hmm. you step up. Um, so, yeah, but I understand the fear as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you want to make an impact, make a fingerprint. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. What, what are your fears? Oh, let's go there. Um, that's, I wasn't expecting that. Go ahead, go ahead. People living this life and not finding their purpose. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a purpose. Yeah. Every single one of us. And if we don't figure out a way on how to find it and search it, and all the things that you're saying are pieces of it for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it, walking through an entire life with a purpose yeah. is a fear that I'm on a mission to abolish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say for similar to yours, I think if I'm if I'm too come to the end of my life and and there was anybody in my path, mm-hmm. whether I had five seconds with them, mm-hmm. 
or two hours or a lifetime that they sensed a, a devaluing, like they didn't sense that they were valuable. You know? And, and I want, I, my fear would be, oh my goodness, I made that person feel so devalued. You know, that really is, um, you know, I know I'm, I'm human and those things, but at least, you know, I, if I do do that, I want to have the time to make that up yes. and say, and at least apologize, yes. you know, because I don't want them to feel devalued. So um, I would say that's a huge, huge mm-hmm. fear in me um, that I want people to know they're valuable. Yeah. That, like you said earlier on, that, that they matter. Yeah. And uh, I was getting like choked up when you were talking about the matter thing. I'm like, I want people to matter. <laughs> Because I really did. Right? It's a huge fear. Yes. Like, wait, you matter. Yes. You, you matter to me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, definitely. Um, how do you recharge your heart to keep the real mojo? Um, I realize that I'm an introvert. The older I've gotten, I know. I know. What? It's true. A hundred percent. I need to like go non-people at points and like, you know, so I just, so I think for me and it's being in nature, I recharge like power walking, you know, being outside where there's green and there's hills. There's, um, a place in Leaper's Fork by David Arms Gallery where I go and I just, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's where heaven touches earth. Those Adirondack chairs, I will go out there and just bring a book and Blake who works there, he is my best friend he's like can I get you a glass of champagne I'm like yes you can I heard you and I sit there and it's like all is well in the world yes so so if you guys all want to go up yes sorry Blake (laughs) she's gonna be no just don't talk to me just don't talk to me That's awesome. That's very good. There's something to be said for that. Absolutely. I get the whole introverted thing too because. No. Yeah, no. See? I, I do. See? Okay, no, but I know you do. I do because it's one of those things where when we're often look, people think we're extroverts, yes. right? And we're just like, ah. Yes. But then the deeper we tend to go with people, those who know me best know that they know the introverted Danny. Yes. Right? Yes. And um, like my sister, she's the polar opposite. Everyone thinks she's introverted, but you get to know her super deep and they're like, oh my goodness, you're like, right? And I'm kind of the opposite. The deeper you get to know me, the quieter I get. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. True story. Wait, why, why the quieter? Um, I just, it, I feel so comfortable that I don't need to talk. Oh. Yeah. So I used to hurt my wife's feelings a lot. Yeah. Because she's like, where'd you go? Why, like, I, I need the bubbly guy, would you? And I'm like, I'm just so comfortable around me. I don't feel like I need to talk. I just want to be. Yeah. You talk. <laughs> and that's probably, is that the most vulnerable part of you? Absolutely. Yeah, so I just share it. What's up? So way to create that space and bring it out. Not oh, most. I love it. So I'm not a mission now to just get you quiet. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking. Are you uncomfortable? I know what's wrong, right? Why would you stop talking? I love it. Um, and Brian, you have a question. Yeah, so up. how do you connect being real with your purpose? How do you make that connection? Mm-hmm. You know, with yourself and maybe with our, for our listeners, like that real to that purpose. That's they're very connected, mm-hmm. um, but it's also it's not all the good real. It's the dirty real. You know, yeah. it's the afraid real, the shame real. You've talked about it's all that. Yeah. So how do you how do you connect it? And maybe. How can other people connect to mm-hmm. their purpose? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we're all on that journey. Mm-hmm. Step into that. So. Yeah, I love that. Um, I share in real time about what's really going on. Um, 
I think so, so much in my life, I wanted to share the ideal parts, like, well, when I get this or when this happens, um, but the value of now, um, the value of the present. So when my neighbor comes over for Taco Tuesday, she's like, how are you guys doing? I'm like, oh, I'm here just really hard right now. Like, um, that connects for me because it's, it's honest, but it's also my gift of giving her of saying, I want to be fully known by you and I want to do community, like community and relationship with you. And so, um, like, here's my ugly, like, will you still love me? You know? And so, cause I think I just, I think there's so much value that we can bring one another of like when we listen and when we're authentic and we're honest and it just, it kind of levels the playing field. It's like, we're all messy. We're all people. We're all in progress. Um, but if we're moving into where we feel most alive, like that's the journey. And so I, know, I think I would say owning where I am, just standing in my space and owning my truth and, and being confident that, and, um, and I think from a faith perspective, the, the more I'm honest and surrender my weak parts, the more I know, gosh, God's one is making me strong from the inside out. I don't have to pull up my big girl panties. I don't have to like rock this. I don't have to do a pep talk. Even in the church, sometimes I feel like we are like, we'll be strong, be okay. Or when, when everything's okay, it's like, gosh, if you could just say, I'm not okay right now, but like, but God's filling in the gaps with his enoughness. Like that's the beauty, I think, of just... I really like that word enoughness. Thank you. We just put it in the mustard. Thank you. Enough. That was legit. I am not to make up words, so I have No, that's a, le- a, totally legit. Do you want to know a word my boys made up about yeah, me? Yeah, let's hear it. Gen Z. Oh. Because I'll be like, ooh, that is a gem. And then everything is also whimsy. And so they go yes. around the house like, Mom, this is so Gen Z. And I'm like, that's rude, Andrew. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, Jim. Incredible. Speaking of some Jimsy, we're going to have, we call this the joy time. Oh, right? gosh, I love it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you got to answer one or the other. Okay. No in between. Okay. All right. So, favorite cereal? Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> What's the best part? Like when you first bite in or after when there's like chocolate milk? Danny. The end. The end. Okay. The, I mean, come on. Okay, okay. I, mean, like, I feel like this is like a standard. Okay. 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 I mean. Okay. All right. All right. Are you a, are you a lark or an owl? A lark is early morning. Oh gosh, no. Oh. Oh, give me, give me all the night, all the time. Really? Oh, hundred percent. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Skydive or bungee jump? Uh, no, neither. Come on. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. I won't. And I won't. And I won't. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Nope. Cake or ice cream? Oh gosh. Both. You have to decide. I want both all the time. <laughs> Chocolate chip cookies? I'm sorry, I'm a rule breaker. Can you tell? I'm a button pusher. It's <laughs> <laughs> like two of the last one. You like it both on this one. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. It's okay. Side hugs available. Um, <laughs> side hugs. You're, are you crack a side hugger? Me up. Are you? Well, when I'm trying to be extra polite, but like sometimes yeah. I just crack up. I mean, yeah. I've been out of the country for years. I saw an old friend. Yeah. It's kind of a Christianese thing. A hundred percent. And saw that you know a friend of ours, great girl. I know her husband. She yeah. knows my wife. Like, yeah. 
nothing weird. And like, I hadn't seen her in years. We just moved back to the country. And I was like, oh my goodness, how are you? I go up to give her a hug. And she was like, oh, side wow. up. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, no. give me a hug. I'll mock you. I'll mock you. I was like, just give me a squishy. Yes, Come on. Yes, Don't yes. be weird. Yes. Oh, At least put you. another hand yes. in there. Yeah, like. <laughs> my dad used to be the pat, so he would hug, hug, and pat. Yes. So Brian's like, do not pat me. Because he knows it's like my, like, okay. Because he would, like, oh, yeah. hug for 10 minutes. And I'm like, totally. I'm patting. He's like, I have, like, my best friend growing up. Yeah. My mom's one of those. We're like, oh, here we go, Jimmy. Yep. And we hug, and it's like, it's going three there. minutes. Uh, oh, four, four minutes. Like she's a hugger. She's very just uglinger. Mm-hmm. But you know what? After you know what I decided to do? I stopped. Stopped questioning it. And yes. I go, I'm gonna hug longer than you. Jimmy. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna do it. Right. I know when I go with you, so I just had. But she, right. if you talk about Junoin to anybody, yeah, hugs. Oh, can we bring her in here? Yes. Okay. okay. We <laughs> yes. can have like a hug-a-thon. There you go. Yes. Okay. All right. Coffee or tea? Tea latte. Coffee or tea, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm killing you guys, aren't I? No. We're never having like a bath. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You have five minutes to spare. That's it. Okay. You really do. You're getting ready to get on an airplane. Okay. Text or phone call. Let's be real. Okay, I was going to say something different, but I'm going <laughs> to always phone call. Yes. Always. Brad, I, what would you do? Phone call. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Phone call. Uh, are you guys familiar with the Marco Polo app? Yeah, I use it. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Oh. It's like video. It's rad. So it's like almost yeah. this progression of like text, phone call, Voxers, like audio, but then Marco's like, oh, I get to see the face. Oh. So like, yeah. call. Yeah, I've totally met Brian's that way as well, I've noticed. If he likes to call? Yes. Um, I love your it. voice, he likes to send me a voice. I'll send it, like, ready? Oh, hey, bro. He does? Yeah, totally. Oh, Spontaneous moment. Let's oh, go. Oh, you're yeah. in then. You're in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Very cool. This is, this is so fun. You guys are fun. Yeah, it's good times. Good times. Great. Yeah, good. totally. I've uh, got a, just a couple more things. Uh, we, want, we want people to read your book. Okay. And I know you have more books on the way. Let's talk about another podcast. Okay. But um, at, at least for how to get a hold of you, I know you do public speaking. Um, I, I know you do coaching, like all kinds of things. More Not soccer coaching, but like oh, life coaching kind of things, right? Um, and, and also, you have, you have a book you can get, things like that. So what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Um, on my website, okay. so RebeccaPogue.com. Can you spell that for us? B-E-K-A-H, Pogue, rhymes with Pogue. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, yeah, I'm not on social media time right now. I'm kind of just pausing and just being intentional on where I am. But um, my website, I love writing and creative coaching. Mm. So I think my heart, like, I feel really alive when I get to talk with people who have a story and then and help pull it out. And remind awesome. them that they it needs to be it needs to be shared. So yeah. Cool. And then my book's available on Amazon and okay. whatever books are sold. Yeah, Awesome. Awesome. So for the last question we ask yes. is that if uh, people want to start with heart, mm. what advice would you give them to just do that? Mm. That's such good questions. Listen to it. Pay attention to it. Um, our spiritual director says, pay attention to what shimmers. And I live that way. I just move toward what pulls me like. I'm drawn to what I'm reading, even at the library. 
there's something that your heart is like drawn to, and so just pay attention to what she works. Love it. Love it. Uh, Thank you so much, Becca. Thank you. Becca, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for being here with us. Yes, and uh, we will uh, put this all out there. That's right. Enjoy those cocoa puffs. Yeah. (laughs) That's it all. And the tea lattes.